we are bike. Welcome to another episode of the Ace of Spades Dynasty League Pod. Turn this shit up, please. Y'all know who the fuck it is, man. It's the host with the most Cam, aka the Dynasty Demigod. A.K.A. The Ace of Spades Thanos A.K.A. Mr. Five-Time Champion A.K.A. Mr. You fuck with me, you fucking with the best Follow me on Twitter at Cam's Not Sober And I'm not alone Y'all already know I am joined by the Andy Buckler A.K.A. Built Different Buck A.K.A. Young Buck Fuck Yo Ben A.K.A. The 2021 Ace of Spades GM of the Year You can follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Buckler Andy what's good? Yes sir Super Bowl Buck in the building What's good? <laughs> Super Bowl buck in the building, man. What's good? Uh, I'm chilling, bro. Hey, it's it's the off season, and we just want to hop on the mic and give Ace of Spades some content to kind of fill the gap of the off season. But hey, real quick, one thing I peeped when we first ended the season. You know, I was really down because I saw leading up to our draft, there was like a hundred and something days before, you know, our rookie draft. Now you look at it, it's, it's 90 days away before you know what the draft to be here. We have the NFL combine coming up in about three weeks. Uh, the NFL draft about, you know, six weeks after that. It's, it's moving along, man. It's moving along. Yeah, this shit's fine. I'm excited. We, we just had the senior bowl and we got, we already got some rookie hype on Twitter. So I'm ready for it. I'm excited. Hey, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the senior bowl in general? Like how much stick do you put into shit that you hear from the senior bowl? Honestly, I mean, I don't care about like the one on ones and stuff that they like show. I mean, Denzel Mim look like Denzel Mims look like Megatron at the senior bowl a couple years ago. So I don't care so much about the drills and stuff, but I do care about like what teams say, you know, they have all the teams there, what they say about the players and interviews, stuff like that I care about because I think that actually uh, tell talks about their draft stock, you know how they do in the interviews and stuff. But as far as like just like the one on ones and stuff, I don't really care about that too much. Yeah, the drills in the games, like I don't, I don't give a fuck like about the games or the drills, just because. Like you mentioned Denzel Mims, but you you remember Joshua Kelly? He was like arguably the best running back at the Senior Bowl uh, last year. Or yeah, two, was I that two years ago? I thought he was going to be raw. It was two years ago, not last year. Yeah, he's ass. I mean, the senior <laughs> ball, like, we like early declares in general. Like, when we're evaluating rookie prospects, we like guys to come out as juniors anyway. So the senior ball is, like, already kind of, like, the best of the ass prospects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I get what you're saying with uh, coach speak and the – not. It's I mean, it's not coach speak, but, like, the coach rumor mill that gets kind of established at the senior ball because do you hear a lot of stuff about – um what teams like certain players and a lot of times that stuff is sticky like the Steelers were talking about apparently they were talking about Malik Willis a lot there's no no surprise that they're going to be in the QB market with Big Ben um retiring so you hear stuff like Malik Willis ain't gonna make it past 20 to the Steelers and them motherfuckers saying like shit if the Steelers want him at 20 they ain't gonna get him like they'll have to trade up 
So then you start hearing buzz about players like that gaining momentum, and it's actually transferable to the game we play, you know, dynasty football. Because now it's like, damn, if I'm doing any drafts before the NFL draft, then I know, like, taking Malik Willis as a top two pick, probably a good bet, right? Because draft capital is super important for a quarterback. And you got a Russian quarterback like Malik Willis insulated by draft capital. That's a pretty safe bet. So I think stuff like that's pretty interesting. For sure. Especially this year, because all the air quotes good quarterback prospects were all at the senior bowl, besides Corral because he was injured. But this year, I mean, we don't normally have that. All those, the guys that are projected or could go in the first round, were all at the senior bowl. So for the quarterbacks, it was super important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Did you see the shit about Kenny Pickett's hands? He won't measure them. That motherfucker got baby hands, bro. Hey, did you see the scream, the scream movie with the little short, weird looking motherfucker with the fucked up tiny hand? No. Damn, this that joke's not gonna be funny then. All right, moving on. All right, <laughs> let's talk about some no, like some notes real quick, like some news and notes. Did you see what happened with Camaro in Vegas? Like he put the hammers on somebody. Yeah, I did see. I saw his uh, his mugshot. Yeah, he beat the, he beat somebody ass, and his homies kicked him off. I got that. And that's why I'm, why am I laughing? That's actually so fucked. You like, that's so sad for the dude. Did you see the picture of the dude? No, I didn't see that. Man, man, down bad, down bad. He looks really bad. But do you think that's gonna have any impact on Kamara's season? He's gonna get suspended, right? Yeah, I think so. And twenty fourth third for uh, Tony Jones sent it over to me. I'll take it. You know, Did you pick anybody? him up? I do have him, yeah. That nigga suck. He is terrible. Hey, hey, in our other league, somebody that we don't even know picked up Tony Jones. And then this, <laughs> this motherfucker, Kurt, hop in the chat random as hell after dude got picked up. And he just said, Tony Jones, a bum. And then, like, <laughs> and then like half the league liked the comment. I was like, bro. <laughs> Hey, I was like, hey, man, what's good with you? He was like, I don't know, man. That was that was just unnecessary. I was like, man, it really was. Anyway, moving on. Kamara, that's really the only news item I have. I, I really haven't been in the fold when it comes to keeping up with news around this time because it's like the most boring time in the NFL season. You know, the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl um, before, you know, draft season gets really like in full swing. And free agency gets popping. So nothing really notable that I wanted to share on the pod except that. And then the Super Bowl. So this is probably, not probably, this is the the only pod that we're going to record before the Super Bowl. So real quick before we get into the rest of the show, who is your pick for this year's Super Bowl? And what are you looking forward to most, you know, this weekend viewing it? I'm going to go with the Rams just because uh, I'm a big Odell guy. That's like my favorite player, active player in the league. So I'm going to go with them, hope they win, and I would say that's probably, like, the biggest thing I'm looking for. I hope Odell just has, like, a monster game. I hope he goes off. Yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much earned his money, you know, t- two weeks ago. Like, the game he had a couple weeks ago. But, he went um, over 100. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to get he's gonna get paid. Um, A lot of people think he's going to – he's gonna they're going to find a way to keep him in, in L.A., which, I mean, I think it's a pretty good bet. I mean, just the way that offense has – kind of elevated this year with the addition of Stafford. I mean, it's it's like clicking on all cylinders, like even more so than it was when like prime Jared Goff was there. Like that's been pretty interesting. Like we talked obviously all year about how incredible Cooper Cup season was, but I don't know, man. You get a full off season healthy from Cam Akers next season with Robert Woods. He, he should be ready for camp and ready to go week one and Cooper Cup and you add Odell and then another year 
of Stafford in this offense. I mean, this could be, you know, the league's leading offense um, for quite some time. And they're set up for success for a while. I, I think it's I think it's going to be the the Rams who win the Super Bowl, but I'm rooting for the Bengals. Yeah, for sure. They're 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 definitely like the easiest thing to root for because their run is just is crazy. So I wouldn't be mad if they win. I mean, I like T. Higgins is my guy. So either way, it doesn't. I'm not like connected to either team. So. Yeah, in in order for them to win, I mean, like their biggest deficiency is their offensive line. The biggest strength of the Rams is their you know their pass rush, their defensive line, and you know the Bengals have a stud number one wide receiver in Jamar Chase, but you know, the Rams also have Jalen Ramsey. So it's going to be an interesting chess match to see a Sean McVay disciple, Zach Taylor game plan against, you know, his, his, his former mentor and things like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm a little nerd. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm nervous, Max. I'll admit it. I'm nervous. Okay. I'm a little nervous, man. I don't, I don't know if they have uh, a realistic shot. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. I mean, I, I didn't really think they had a shot against the Chiefs, and they pulled that off. So I'm rooting for the Cinderella story, man. So hopefully Joe Burrow and the boys can pull it through. But I, I, I think they have an uphill battle. They're playing with house money. So I know. It like, it, 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 I mean, they already won, right? Like the, I mean, it's just this is one of the most incredible stories of the entire season. I mean, obviously they, obviously they want to go home with a championship, but I think like this is – far beyond, you know, what any of those guys over in Cincinnati expected. Anyway, moving on. We're already 10 minutes into the show. Before we get into the segment, like, by the way, everybody, we're just going to be freestyling this podcast. We just wanted to put something on the books. This is not, like, formatted specifically um, towards any topic. We're just going to be having some fun. And Buck's actually going to lead the main segment of the show. But, bro, <sighs> once again, bro, and, like, this is like the only the only thing to really get the chat popping recently is like just me like smoking Danny. But one, once again, bro, like Danny in in the chat like what bro, what is what is Danny be talking about, bro? I don't I don't, I don't under like I don't understand. Like I posted the poll I posted a poll in the chat yesterday. It's just being really being funny, truthfully. Like this is like a zero impact question, but I was just curious, like what side people would take. There was a trade and I don't remember why I thought about the trade. I was in another chat and I think we were talking about Waddle and like where Waddle was going. And right now, like some people have Waddle as like top five dynasty wide receiver, which I, I don't, but some people do like he's being valued as like an elite dynasty wide receiver in a lot of circles. And we were talking about Waddle in one of my other leagues. And I thought I was like, damn, I was like, when Danny and Ace of Spades made the trade to get Aaron Rodgers, he gave up the pick that turned into Jalen Waddle. So I went back to the old league and I looked up the uh, the trade and I saw, hey, damn, it was more than just like a one for one. It ended up being, you know, Sam Darnold, who like to me, Sam Darnold's a zero. Like he, he doesn't hold any value in Dynasty to me at all. But at the time he did. So it was Sam Darnold. The 109 or the 110, I can't remember the pick. And a 2022 second round pick for Aaron Rodgers. And I posted the poll in the chat and I was like, yo, which side do you guys think came on top of this trade? You know, Justin and Danny. Like, to me, it's like a no-brainer, right? Because, like, we know, I mean, we know who's going ahead of 
the other in, in dynasty startups and things like that. And we know how the players are evaluated in the market. And I think if we would, if we were to poll, you know, just a question in a vacuum in a chat, like who would you rather have on your dynasty roster? Are you doing a startup? Like everybody's going to pick Waddle first. Like, right. Yeah. At least I would think that, but, but bro, like the, the only reason I want to talk about this is this is so funny. Like the, the, the dynamic in the league now, in the Ace of Spades, like with the Danny thing, it's like a meme. Like, Danny's so funny, bro. And I think I've gotten Danny to the point where that nigga will defy all logic, like, just to argue with me, bro. Like, he, he, isn't, he isn't even arguing with, like, my opinion or, like, anything like that. Like, or, like, you know, he's arguing against, like, just, just, he's arguing against, like, ADP data and <laughs> shit. Like, he's just, he's just arguing against, like, data and facts. Like, bro, like, keep it a buck. Like, I, I, I love Danny, bro. Like, Danny's my boy, but, like, Danny's so dumb, bro. Like, anybody who will, like, Defy all logic and will willingly argue against facts without any merit. Like he's a clown to me. And like Danny, bro, if we keep it in a buck, Danny, look, I don't want to be a Stevie J once said, and Justin gonna laugh when he hit us, and Rio gonna laugh when he hit us. Stevie J once said, "Watch your words, don't be disrespectful." But I'm, I'm gonna get a little disrespect. Like Danny's not good, bro. Like Danny's ass, and like some of these niggas in the league, like you know who Danny is, bro. Danny is the new. Pat Bev trick y'all man Like Danny Danny just be In the leagues Doing nothing Like I'm in, I'm in other leagues With Danny bro Like Danny has a bottom three team In like every league he's in And the only reason He has a decent team In Ace of Spades Is one He was asked for a long time Like The Philadelphia 76ers So you constantly Picking a lottery Over and over and over Eventually you're gonna have Some good players And secondly Like this nigga's been Getting gifts Like for the past Five years I don't know if you ever heard the Dr. Umar shit, the donations, gifts. Like, niggas been getting gifted. Like, he got Stafford for a third-round pick from Kurt when we was moving to Superflex. Didn't even want to do that. That's like a top-two player on his fucking team. He got him for a third-round rookie pick. He got Josh Jacobs for me because I swapped picks with him um, when he first got into the league. His second year, I gave him my number one overall pick that I traded for. He got that gift. And then I gifted him his best trade. Like, the best trade Denny ever did was when he first got in the league. He had A.J. Green. I was like, look, A.J. Green is a depreciating asset. You want a full rebuild. Send him to me. I'm ready to compete. And I'll send you Allen Robinson, who was just coming off an ACL tear. And my first-round pick, which I was just in the championship last year. The pick is going to be late, but you can't pass up on his value. That trade ended up turning into Allen Robinson putting up two more wide receiver one finishes. And his pick ended up being at the 112. He got A.J. Brown. So that was a smash. Bro, without, the, without those handful of, of, of deals, every deal that Danny has made on his own recognizance has been ass. Like, Danny's mid. And this dude be, like, sitting in that chat, like, trying to go toe-to-toe with me, like, like this motherfucker got jewelry or something. Hey, hold on. I have so much jewelry. Bro, he just bro, he just be trying to, like, just argue, like, because I give him a hard time about a trade or something. He just be trying to, like, Oh, well, you think you you know everything, why, bro? It's not it's not even about like like knowing everything, bro. Like I literally put out a poll, or like a side of 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 two sides of a trade, and like ask motherfuckers who they rather have, and I just referenced, you know, like startup ADP, and this motherfucker tried to like he tried to like what is he what was he arguing with me about? I have, I have no idea, bro. Danny asked me tweaking sometimes, but. <laughs> Danny Dan reminds me of no. Danny reminds me of Paul George. You know, a, a couple of, a couple of years ago. Remember when Paul George in OKC had that like he finished like top five in MVP, and I'm oh, yeah. always talk about it. He was on a podcast and he was like, 
when I had my MVP season. You ain't never, <laughs> never had an MVP season. Every time Danny be talking, be like, I finished third, though. Bro, fa- bro <laughs> facts. And then the motherfuckers be like, his his sidekick, Burke, be like, gassing him, like, like Dickie and shit. I'm like, Burke, you let you let Danny trick you, bro. Like, Danny's not, he's not nasty at the game. He's not good at the game, bro. Like, Danny's not good. And, like, he was talking to me, like, and I was, I was, I had already been drinking because, like, I started drinking early yesterday. And I was really trolling Danny. But I was trying to, like, keep up with what he was saying. And he was, like, I, then I posted the keep trade cut thing. I want to talk about this, too, because, like, the when Burke hopped in, it, it really got spicy because, like, Burke's so goofy to me, G. Like, what the fuck do Burke be talking about? But with Danny, he was, like, well, if I have a calculator and it tells me my player's worth more, then you're just going to say it's an old, outdated, stupid calculator. I was like, what? I was like, what? Like, I was like, bro, it doesn't matter, like, what I say about any other data point you use, like, in terms of calculators. All I'm talking to you about is ADP, which is where the players are going in drafts. So if Waddle is going ahead of Aaron Rodgers in 90% of drafts, then Waddle's worth more, right? And keep trade cut is just a tool that gives you an idea of how the market evaluates a player. It doesn't matter if you think keep trade cut is right or wrong. It's like a large sample size of a crowdsourced data point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're not yeah, that's that are actually happening and stuff. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't matter if you agree with keep trade cut or not. Like it's it's like you know it, this is this is why. This, 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 how can I put this? It's like, you know, why do you think Bitcoin is worth $38,000 right now? It's like a minimal supply increased demand. It's like basic economics. Like the inflation comes with the demand. I don't get to say, hey, you know what? My $100 cash is worth more than a Bitcoin buck because I don't think Bitcoin is real. It doesn't fucking matter if somebody's only going to give you $100 worth of goods for that $100, but somebody give you $38,000 worth of goods for the fucking Bitcoin. That means the Bitcoin's worth more, right? It, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what your personal valuation is of, of the asset that you have. Like, the market sets the price. It's the same reason that houses in California are more <laughs> expensive than houses in Texas, right? It's, it's what the market tells us. You know, more people want those houses in California. So in turn, like those houses are more expensive. the the brick The brick ain't made of gold up that buck. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the the house is built the same as it is in Texas, but since the market inflates the price, that's what you have to pay. You know, it it doesn't matter if you put your house on the market buck and you say, "Hey, you know what? This house worth a million dollars." And then twenty motherfuckers bid on your crib, and everybody bid six hundred thousand dollars for your house. What's your house worth? Your house is worth as much as somebody's willing to fucking pay for it. You don't get to you don't get to argue that. So like it was just it was just an interesting conversation. Then, you know, like I was saying, Burke, his sidekick jumps in and he goes, "The mighty keep trade cut." I was like, "What?" I was like, "What?" Like, bro, keep trade cut is not good or bad. It's just a tool that shows you how the community values players, you know. And then Bert goes, well, the community isn't always right. Bro, that's that's literally not the point, right? It doesn't matter if we agree with the rankings or not. We just want to know what they are, right? <laughs> yeah. We we don't have to agree. We just, we just want to know. Like, people who are actually good at the game, they know how to value players, yes. But more importantly, they also know 
how important it is to understand how other people value players. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because that's how you make moves to capitalize in Dynasty. And this is like, I'm going off on a tangent here kind of to to reference or to answer in more detail a question that Isaiah asked in the chat. Like, and I, I'll, I'll repeat that. So very important to understand your own values and how you evaluate players. But it's even more important, more importantly, it's important to understand how other people and how the market evaluates players. That's how you make moves and capitalize in Dynasty on discrepancies between you and the market. So I immediately know, like I instantly know you don't know shit about shit if you went here complaining about keep trade cut. Because what the fuck they do to you? Like anyone who doesn't see the value in a tool like keep trade cut or ADP is just clowning to me. Like you instantly disqualify because we want to know how people value players so we can find market efficiencies. Or like simply put, we want to find players in leagues that we disagree on, right, Buck? So we can make mutually beneficial deals. For instance, if I look at Keep Trade Cut and I see a large sample size of people valuing C.D. Lamb 10 spots ahead of T. Higgins, I can go, damn, like, I have these guys a lot closer to this, closer than this, like, tool does. Let me go through my leagues and see where I can get T. Higgins plus plus for C.D. That's why tools like Keep Trade Cut are valuable. And if you don't if you don't see the value in that, like that just shows me you bad at the game. It's like why why would I why would I not want to know a large sample size of opinions, whether it be from Keep Trade Cut or Twitter or you know a random poll on Reddit? Why would I not want to know that information, Buck? No, I agree. I mean, that's how you find your advantages, stuff like that, seeing uh, how other people value certain things. And I think the issue is like it's not that trade calculator or whatever you want to call it it's not like the dynasty nerds trade calculator and the dynasty gm right like that's just built by a couple people that have set rankings and stuff that's different you can say that's trash but this is exactly built on stuff of people that are actually doing drafts that are actually getting done stuff like like stuff like that it's not just like the the dlf trade find the dlf calculator or whatever where it's like a couple 10 people rankings based yeah this is different so i you can't really say it's trash because it's what's happening like it's like you said if you're calling that trash and adp is trash is i'm looking at the chat right now and burke took his vote away and put it on waddle now (laughs) you know what i'm here to tell you right now we don't care (laughs) let me tell tell you we don't care this is too late it's you got smoked like bro you can't like if you're telling me keep trade this this motherfucker told me he said and this is what blew me because like don't don't be, don't be disrespectful g this motherfucker said keep trade cut is trash and you have to know that like i'm a, like i'm the goofy i'm like wait what like how is it trash like this is just a tool that tells me what people think about a certain player like this, this tells me, and and keep trade. Not everybody uses keep trade cut. It's just one singular data point, right? But it's a large sample size, so it's valuable because I need to know what the market inefficiencies are, or what players in the market people are disagreeing on, so I can capitalize on making moves in my dynasty leagues. How how can you say, like? How is it trash? It isn't this or that. It just it just is. You know, like you know what I'm saying. And he's like. He's, he said crowdsourcing told us Trump was a good president. I was like, first of all, first of all, no, it did not. First, Trump didn't even win the popular vote. And then he, he set records for like lowest approval rating, like for a president. So like, first of all, 
for, you're wrong in and of itself. And then you have the wrong thought press, process behind it too because what you're basically trying to do is, and I said this in the chat, you're basically telling me, you know what? Trump wasn't actually president because everybody who voted was stupid. Like you, we don't get to do that. Like we don't get to we don't get to do that. Like we can say we don't agree with the outcome. Like we don't agree that Trump or Biden or whoever the fuck became president, but we don't get to argue with the results. The results just are what they are. Am I making sense? Yeah. So sure. so if you come in here and you t- and you saying keep trade cut is trash, then you you immediately disqualify because you don't know shit about shit. Because keep trade cut is is isn't shit. It's just like triage and opinions. Like it's just telling us what people think. Keep trade cut didn't do shit. You can say the people who vote on keep trade cut are ass. I'm like, okay, cool. Like ninety percent of motherfuckers who play the game are trash. Like Danny and Burke, two of them. <laughs> yeah, and then then he said, uh, you know, it doesn't take into account the MVP season that you just got. I mean, Danny didn't win shit with the MVP season, though. <laughs> Bro, and that doesn't really matter. And that matter because that's like literally like we're looking at the po- we're looking at the trade in retrospect, which is just a stupid exercise to begin with. But it's it was a joke. But we're looking at the trade in retrospect, so we're already like the MVP season buck is already baked in because we're asking like who won, like who would you, which side would you rather have now? Like it's already baked in. Like he already played a year, so the waddle. Like those those years are behind us. We're asking like right now from this point forward, like who won this trade? Like, who, won, who won? Like keep it funky. Like Justin won. You got smoked. And like and like we don't even evaluate trades like down the line like after they happen. But if we were like since these motherfuckers want to play with me, like I mean, Danny, you got shit on. Like you lost. Like now you got a damn near forty year old quarterback and and Justin got a dynasty wide receiver one, and then he like he'll like try to pick like like he'll try to like play on semantics or like pick little details from the from the trade to like make himself look better. So he was like, "Well, you plugged it into the calculator with Darnold. Is he a zero or is he not a zero? Did you see that?" Well, I yeah, I just said honestly, I when I looked at the trade, I didn't care about the other side. I just looked at the two players, Waddle and Rogers, and I picked Waddle. I don't right. care about the other. Right, so it's like you're not gonna look no better if we remove Donald from the equation. But that, like, if we keep in the G, the fact that the matter is he was included in the trade, you know. And then, and then real, yeah. I'll go ahead. I was gonna say. Then he said he was gonna pick Smitty. I mean, you still lost. <laughs> hey, facts. Hey, hey, both Smitty and Waddle are valued over Aaron Rodgers. And this is the thing. Like, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, no bullshit. And then Rio, like motherfuckers, like motherfuckers gotta understand like the dynamic of me and Danny relationship, like. You know, it's 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 nothing personal. Like I really used to be fucking with Denny, but motherfuckers begin so uncomfortable when when I be going at dude or like I be going at Burke. So like Rio came in and he tried to be friendly. And he was like, "Yeah, now if it was redraft, I'd agree with you guys." You know, Rio, he a, he a laid back cool motherfucker. He probably had a cigar, some whiskey in his hand and shit. He talking about some that if it was redraft, and then I hopped in. And I was like, format don't matter. Sadly. These niggas are whoop G Like It's just like It's just If you want to start Like playing it, Like The poll The poll was just meant to To poke at Danny But like Then you start trying to like Argue it And it's like Wait wait You're arguing that And he's just like Bro what Like what are you talking about Like you lost Like we know you lost It's just like It, it was a troll But like now you actually Trying to argue it. Like now you gotta get shit on bro I need a I need a cue Like soundboard sound For like Who I smoke Who I smoke <laughs> Danny. <laughs> but anyway, we hey, I, I wasn't trying to spend twenty minutes on that, but I'm glad I did, man. Fuck Danny, man. He suck. <laughs> anyway, you want to get into the segment that you had queued up and then we wrap this shit up? Alright, bet. 
So uh, we wanted to do a segment called, like, whatever you want to call it, three-word game, word association game. We're going to go through every team in Ace of Spades, and we'll get three words to say about their team, like, just sum it up in three words, basically. And we could talk about, like, we can go on about it a little bit after, but we're going to go. I'm going to get it. Well, Cam's going to get a team, then I'm going to get a team, so on and so forth. First team, I'll take this one. It's Cam's team. Too damn good. That's all I got to say. Dude, that's oh, it's, it's three words like in a sentence. <laughs> it could be anything, but yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So three words, and it's all right, all right, cool. All right, all right, give me one, give me one. Uh, Rio's team. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 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 Hold on, man. Um, um, should have kept Javante. <laughs> All right, I got uh, Tyreek's team. Old as hell. <laughs> hey, he gone. Hey. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hey, you can't be disrespecting my brother, G. Hold on, Tyreek. I got you. Hey. Right, hold on. All right. Little Dirk voice. It's all up. <laughs> hey, Tyreek. Hey, hey, Tyreek, three words for you going to be beat your ass. I don't want no smoke, Tyreek. You know, you know what it is. All right, give me, uh, give me the next one. These. Up and coming, hey! I, I, I spent some, I spent some like time like diving into his team because like I think eventually we'll get into the um the team by team like off season whenever you get back in the lab and we could like start recording our, the like the pods more consistently. But I will say, man, his team is looking a lot better than I think anybody anticipated. Like even towards the end of last season Like we all knew he had a ton of draft capital in 2022 But just like the way his team is built We expect Deshaun Watson to play at some point this year And then that Marquise Brown trade Ended up being like a hit Like that dude's elite Like Marquise, Marquise Brown's actually elite Like if he got like a more accurate passer He'd be like a, a easy like evaluated by everybody As a top 15 dynasty wide receiver Like he's that good Like from a peripheral standpoint He's got Kadarius Tony, Who's like Getting a fresh start potentially with a new offensive coordinator or a new team. Like I saw some rumor out there that he was gonna potentially be like he was on like one of the players that could be traded. You you know more than me because like you listen to them Giants like plugged in podcasts. So like I don't know how true any of that Saquon or Kadarius Tony shit is, but either way, like Will's up for Kadarius Tony because like I think that dude's actually good like in his own right. But yeah, up and coming for V's man. Any any thoughts on his team before we move on to to the next team you got? I was gonna add uh, Pat Frymuth too. That's like a oh top yeah. Tight end or whatever. Yeah, I criticize him for making that pick. I, I still think it's a bad pick because I think he passed on. Uh, I think he passed on Elijah. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think so. I think he passed on Elijah more because like I would have just rather take because I think he has a, a pick after that. I'm not 100. percent I would have to go back and look at the board, but he passed on a receiver I really like, and I'm pretty sure it was Elijah more because I didn't like Terrace or Rondell like around draft time. But yeah, he still hit like Pat Fryermuth is a top 12 dynasty tight end. So yeah, good good on V's. Like I'm looking forward to this draft. Like no cap. Anyway, next team. All right, it's my turn. I got Burke's team. Shit. <laughs> Mine is better. <laughs> uh, bro, uh, let me do, hey, let me do. Hey, I got I got three words for break team too. Who I smoke? <laughs> oh man, we gotta do break like that. Yeah, break, sta- yeah. break Hey, break stay getting smoked by me, G. Why you? <sighs> hey, bro, and then, it's, and then it's him and Danny at the same time, G. Like they always got a tag team and both get shit on just by me. 
Hey <laughs> <laughs> Nas, hey the great Nas once said, "Your arms too short to box with God. I don't kill soloists, only kill squads." So them little niggas on the squad together, they both get shit on together. I mean, I respect. That. I gotta tip that. I mean, they shit together and they get shit on together. Simple. Yeah, they're they're a duo, you know. They they, they are. Be I respect that. Like, what's like the worst NBA duo right now? Shit. Uh, anything. The worst duo right now, LeBron and AD. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Kirk gonna be mad as fuck when he hit his podcast. They got um Tyrese Maxey and Danny Green. That's who they are. Damn, damn. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Next team is uh next team is my team. Um three words to describe your team. Let me think about this, G, because I'm not letting you off the hook, G. <laughs> three, three words to describe you and your team, G. Scary as hell. Hey, dog, what what does that mean? It's just scary, G. You, you, you. Hey, Kirk, Kirk don't know what I'm talking about when I say this. Like, you don't be, you don't be taking. Man, actually, I can't even say that. I can't even say you don't take no risk because you did trade Diggs for that skinny dude in a 2027 20, first round pick. But I, you don't be, you don't, you don't be as aggressive in the field, bro. You, as a matter of fact, you just don't make the trades we want you to make. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm super careful with this team because right? I I don't want to fuck it up. I mean, I, I in other leagues I do some scary shit and then I get smoked. I mean, look at, <laughs> look at other leagues. Nah, I uh, uh, I understand um, why you don't want to make no mistakes uh, this year in Ace of Spades, especially your first year here and here in the Orphan. But you did good with your team. I just couldn't get I couldn't I couldn't give you no praise for real. As well, who the next team? Uh, Kurt. You want to take Kurt? Or you want me to go? Yeah, I got one word for Kurt team. Cheesy. <laughs> but you go you go ahead if you got three words for him. Uh, too many RBs. Nah, you be saying that in the same <laughs> hey, time. Hey, almost. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm over, they be calling, uh, uh, they be calling Michael Thomas Slint Boy. Call Kurt RB Boy. <laughs> Gee, that shit funny as hell. And it's funny because he's been trying to get rid of them RBs for like a dumb long. Oh, I forgot one thing that I wanted to talk about on the pod. Um, but we'll finish this segment because we're going to have a little bit of time. Um, I'll talk about the scoring after this. But anyway, yeah, Kurt team is just, I mean, it seems cheesy, bro. Anyway, who's next, bro? This is yours, Isaiah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, um, how can I say this? Clifford the GM. Clifford the GM. Boy, that Cliffy ass team. That motherfucker said, hey. Hey, Josh Allen threw for 600 yards. That nigga Diggs had three targets, one catch for seven yards. And he said, yeah, I need him and the big dog. I was like, you need him for what? I was like, bro, Darnell Mooney better, sadly. Oh, man, Clifford. Clifford Williams. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, Clifford Tyrell Dugall. That's Isaiah's new name, G. Anyway, who's next? Danny. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Send them thirds. Stop being so scary over third round picks and send them in deals, man. Three, three words to describe Denny and his team. Overrated, dusty, and then goofy. Them them <laughs> three words to describe Denny and his team. Shit, but he do got Brian Edwards. Yeah, uh, it's 9% target share, Brian Edwards, J. <laughs> there was not even a beta, bro. He's so ass. <laughs> All right, I got... I got Chris's team. She, she, she. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Work to do. Oh, hey, hey, work to do. That's a good one. I got three words. Hey, no bullshit. I do got, like, I really got three legitimate words for Chris's team. Uh shit, yo, Chris team down bad. Yeah, holla at Chris in twenty twenty five, man. It's, he's got a, he does have a lot of work to do. Work to do is like a, a three good words. Anyway, who's next? We got any more? We got two more. We got uh it's your turn. You got Ray's team. And now I finish with Justin's. Welcome back, King. Yes, yeah, uh dude hey, Justin. Justin, hey, go ahead, do Justin's team. We can wrap up. Uh, Cliffy Jr., for real. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. playing. Oh, fuck. This is, this is, this is, this is bottom five worst pod. This is bottom three worst podcasts we've ever recorded, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they gonna listen to this shit like what the fuck are these niggas talking about? Uh let me think. Hey, I'm, let me do Justin. He can't be disrespecting Justin like that. Nah, never that. Uh let me think, let me think. <laughs> no bullshit. I don't I don't have three words. I don't have three words for Justin because what Justin continues to do in this league I, I just that's not three words. What Justin continues to do in this league is just unprecedented because you expect this motherfucker to fall off, and he's in the playoffs every fucking year. I don't have to drop, but it's that Stephen A drop that he be like, how do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> That's Justin G. No, his team is super. It's actually super underrated. He has a solid team. with. Uh, he, he has, has Deontay and Waddle. Yeah, and Judy. Maybe he gets a quarterback. Yeah, he has some. He has good receivers. He I, like. I don't know if that Judy trade is like good or bad because like Judy was just so bad. But he was hurt, and then also like the QB situation, like you mentioned, was was atrocious. So, but I mean, just Deontay and Waddle, like both of those dudes are like to a lot of people dynasty wide receiver ones, like back in for me. But still, and then he's got he still got a bunch of good running backs, which I guess I'll use that to segue. That's the last team, right? Yeah. I'll use that to segue into the last segment of the pod, and that's like the format and scoring changes. So I thought what we did with Ace of Spades over the past couple of years was like really, really good. Like getting completely rid of IDPs, inflating the QB scoring back to six point per passing touchdown, and giving running backs a boost by implementing the half point per first down um, scoring as well as... Doing tight end premium 
So like what we've done over the past few years has actually been like really good. I think it's like a really balanced scoring format. So going back to the drawing board, like I do every at the end of the season, I really struggle to understand what to change or if we needed to change anything. So my biggest suggestions was to increase the scoring overall. Um, thought about increasing the QB scoring, but it was just way too much. Like even when I gave quarterbacks like .25 for first downs, it was Josh Allen was averaging 41 points a game. That's crazy. So couldn't do anything to the quarterbacks, and like that just showed me that they don't need to be changed. Um, but I did switch the scoring ultimately from the arbitrary cutoff at 0.75 points per reception to one full point PPR, and that puts more emphasis on the pass catchers, which is kind of how we built our league around the one RB. Um, so it slightly inflates pass catchers while those top like tier elite running backs who also catch passes get a bump as well and the last change that i thought about making was increasing you actually suggested this in the chat it was increasing the first down scoring from 0.5 to 0.75 and i think i would have been more willing to roll with that if i didn't move the ppr up to a full point um because it, it heavily inflates the um the scoring for the positional players. So I kind of wanted to keep quarterbacks leading the pack and then those elite um, players at each positions, like at the top. And I think there's a lot of parity between the positions now that we have the tight end premium full point per reception. And then the running back scoring is slightly inflated um, with that, with the half point per first down because the top tier running backs get a lot more first downs than like the top tier receivers. So I think it's like pretty balanced now. But anyway, I'm rambling to say that if anybody has any suggestions on that or if anybody has an argument against the full point per reception or if anybody wants to go back to the two RB format, I know you don't and like I don't because like I don't have a lot of RB depth, but like I don't mind if that's what the league wants to do. Um, The only reason we took a running back away um, last season, the season before last, when we were going back and forth on this, was because of all the injuries and COVID. Like, there were so many players out, and like RB is already the most difficult position to fill, like like a startable running back, and that's why we make so many changes, like inflating RB scoring with, you know, half point per first down, and um, that's why we ultimately decided to eliminate an RB spot. But looking across the landscape of the league now, a lot of these motherfuckers actually have like startable running backs. So I don't know if anybody in the league wants to switch back to the two RB format and we'll take a flex away. Like I'm cool with that. Um, y'all just got to speak on it. Cause if the league don't speak on it, I'm gonna just make the changes myself. And then like, y'all just gonna have to like roll with it. So if anybody has any last minute scoring suggestions, I want to get this shit wrapped up this weekend. So let me know in the chat and then I'll take the feedback and go over it again. Like that's why y'all saw me like changing the scoring like 50 times. Cause I was going back and forth changing shit and just seeing how shit looked like the parity between the positions, like which positions were scoring more, who got a bump with certain changes. And like, I was struggling with what to, to finalize, but I think the scoring is really good as is. I think the format is really good as is. So we don't have to change anything, but I did want to increase the scoring. And uh, the only thing I come up could come up with that didn't change like entirely the landscape, how the teams built was increasing slightly the point per reception. So you got any thoughts on that, bro? No, I agree. I agree. I agree with all of it. Uh, I think the a lot of the scoring changes are good, but I do think that the uh, our lineup should should stay how it is. But we'll see how the rest of the league feels. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the RB scarcity is like a real thing, right? Because the like the top like RB twelve can outscore or score on par with wide receiver twelve, 
But as soon as you get to like wide receiver 18, wide receiver 24, wide receiver 36, in just a normal PPR format, all those wide receivers outscore their respective RB counterpart. You know what I'm saying? Like wide receiver 36 always outscores RB 36. There's not a lot of depth at that position. So um, we made changes in the ace of spades. Like the half point per first down actually adds more parity to the scoring. So I think before I added the extra 0.25 to receptions, the RB24 was actually scoring like pretty close to the wide receiver 24. And the RB36 was actually scoring pretty close to the RB36. So if the league does want to vote to add more RBs to the starting lineup, like in theory, that would be fine in ace of space just because out of scoring is baked out because like a RB three can compete with a wide receiver three. It's just how we got the scoring set up. So it's, it's up to you all, like whether y'all want to minim- continue to minimize like the presence of RBs in our lineups. Like I'm obviously cool with that, but if y'all don't speak on it, it's just going to be what it is. We'll keep it at, you know, one RB. So I guess we already got two votes cast, but anybody else who, you know, has any ideas on what we could do with the lineups of scoring, just put them in the chat and let us know. And we'll, we'll talk about it as, as a league. Any, any, any last minute suggestions before we wrap this shit up? We still got like five minutes, but another thing I wanted to talk about is just like the activity in Ace of Spades, man. Like, as you motherfuckers, like Kurt, I think Kurt, the only motherfucker I know of that's like really been actively trying to do business, man. Like everybody else has been like sitting on their hands. So, I mean, I don't know if like everybody's just like gassed out from the season and taking a break or like they're ready for draft season or what, but. I can't remember, like, what was the last trade that went through? Like, I can't remember the last time somebody did a deal. Uh, it had to be in season at some point. I think I, I think, think so. The, maybe the Debo trade. Right? It was one of mine. It's like I was, like, me and Kirk were the only ones trading down the stretch because, like, we were still in the playoffs and, like, the trade deadline got opened up again because of COVID. And, like, he got Renfro and I got um, Debo and Penny and all. Like, I think those were the last trades that went down. So, man, like. If we if we have any suggestions from anybody in the league on how to keep the league, you know, engaged through and don't get me wrong, like I'm not really tripping. Like this is just the slowest time in, in fantasy in general. Like this is when people are doing like new startups and shit like that and you know, season fatigue has worn on everybody. So if y'all just like chilling right now, like that's cool too. But if there's anything we can do or anybody has any suggestions and they want to bring forth to the league about how to keep the league engaged around this time, like let me know. But um you know what I was thinking, too, bro, what sleepers should do is they should have, like, playoff challenges within Dynasty League. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or see something with the Super Bowl and stuff. Some with they the have Super that Bowl, weird yeah. squads thing, but I don't even understand that. Really. That's, it, sh- it should be in league, though. Yeah. It should be, sure. like, in, like if you still have players, like, it should just be, like, some fun, like, ar- like irrelevant, like, little matchup just to keep people invested in the season until the season is actually over. But we got to treat this year. We got an extra week. You know, a football, and I, I think that was pretty. I, I think I felt that extra week too, bro. Like the season was long. Like, I, like we, we it was a, it was a grind. We played in a lot of a lot of leagues too, so that's part of it. But I felt that extra week for sure. But anyway, yeah. If anybody has any, any suggestions on the format, scoring changes, or ace of space suggestions, like let us know. We we're not really short on any content for the season, just because like draft season approaches. We're gonna have a lot to talk about, and we still haven't done the year interviews from all the teams, but. If anybody has any podcast suggestions, put them in the chat and um, just let us know what we can do to keep the league engaged. Anyway, Buck, you got anything else? No, that's it. I mean, my uh, my activity is going to start to get up these next couple of weeks. Now I've just been I've been busy and I've been haven't been home. And I just that last week, like you said, that shit was rough. So I'm, I'm on my little 
Calvin Ridley for now, but we're back <laughs> and leaks to be there. Yeah, bro. Facts. Yeah. Any. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Same. I'll, I'll make sure I stay engaged too. But I'm. I'm generally like season long in this motherfucker. Anyway, I'm rambling, bro. <laughs> Drop the outro. Holla at you boys later. Danny Break. Y'all niggas clowns to me, Jay. Buck, you got a yes sir for these motherfuckers. Yes sir. And remember, it's up there. And it's still stuck there. Peace.